spine and sprocket. The book to read is not the one that thinks for you, but the one which makes you think. A classic is a book that is never finished saying what it has to say. No two persons ever read the same book. That is part of the beauty of all literature. You discover that your longings are universal longings, that you're not lonely and isolated from anyone. You belong. You spoke of the Elephant Tower, said the stranger, speaking Zamorian with an alien accent. I've heard much of this tower. What is its secret? The fellow's attitude did not seem threatening, and the Cothian's courage was bolstered up by the ale, and the evident approval of his audience. He swelled with self-importance. The secret of the Elephant Tower? Why, any fool knows that Yara the priest dwells there with the great jeweled men called the Elephant's Art. That is the secret of his magic. The barbarian digested this for a space. I have seen this tower. It is set in a great garden above the level of the city, surrounded by high walls. I have seen no guards. The walls would be easy to climb. Why has not somebody stolen the secret gem? The Cothian stared wide-mouthed at the other's simplicity, then burst into a roar of derisive mirth, in which the others joined. Hearken to this, heathen. It would steal the jewel of Yara, he said, turning portentously to the other. I suppose you are some sort of northern barbarian. I am a Sumerian, the outlander answered in no friendly tone. The reply and manner of it meant little to the Cothian, of a kingdom that lay far to the south on the borders of Shem, he knew only vaguely of the northern races. By Crom, Dave. By Crom. Spine and Sprocket. I'm trying to think of another god's name from Hyperborea. Um, Mitra. By Mitra. Mitra. Yep. Mitra Valve Prolapse is her Mitra. full name. <laughs> Oh, that's making me think of the my god of heart PFO hole in my heart I've been researching. Is that what they got? Is that what they call it? A PFO? It's a patent formian ovale or ovale. Oh really? Yeah. What's for you it? for you listeners who don't listen to our other show, uh I have a little hole in my heart. It's very common. Twenty percent of people have it, but it could be medically beneficial for me to have it closed. Twenty so, percent so of suddenly, our listeners are are, yeah, are some, balancing on the edge of death. Yeah, you might be one. Yeah. but no, it's only no, an issue yeah. in certain cases. But what was that you said? <laughs> threw me into that. Um, mitral valve, but prolapse. mitral valve. Yeah, which I had. Well, I don't know if I had it. I had a heart murmur. I was diagnosed okay. with a heart murmur when I was little. See, that can lead to stroke too. Hate to say yeah. it. But then the last couple of times I've been to a cardiologist, he said, no, you're okay now. Okay. Thought, you can cure that? I didn't know that. It's all that Tai Chi. It's all that fancy Tai Chi. Yeah, I always like catching my doctors off guard. I went to my doctor the other day, and he was doing this thing, and he said, oh, yeah, we've got to give you this PPD injection uh, to test for this and that and the other. And I said, what does PPD stand for? And he's like, oh, my gosh, I don't know. I don't remember. You get so used Back to, to calling school. it by the acronym. Yeah. Education, of course, we're highly guilty of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't even know what all this stands for. And it's for. scary, too, because he's a, he's a brilliant guy. He's like the he's a professor at Northwestern teaching, teaching you know. And, and you say, you know, so what does this stand for? I don't know. It's like, eh, can I look at your credentials again, please? <laughs> yeah, but you sure you know pay, what you're doing. Sometimes a occasionally a parent has asked me something in, in a parent conference like so what's that rti again and i'm like i don't remember yeah <laughs> actual acronym but it's but it's the way to help students overcome ah. some disabilities by we analyze them and then we recommend them for rti services ah i can't even remember now what it is yeah rti but you know like when mrs jones asked me that you know i said well mrs jones 
you know, that's what I call her because yeah. that's her name. That's her name. Yeah. <laughs> Good man. You've learned a lot in your, in of your humor from you in your 40 years of teaching. <laughs> so, anyway, fans. Here we are, Spine and Sprocket. Another Conan. Yeah. Uh, triple play Never here. Never get tired of Conan. We got the novel. No, it's a what again? It's a book. Is it a novel? It's a short story. Yeah, it's a short story. I, I would call it a short. It's longer than a short story. Maybe it's a novella. Novella. It makes Hard it sound know. feminine. I don't yeah. think that's appropriate to Conan. Yeah. Although, I guess listeners can have an argument over that. You got Red Sonia. You got Belite. Yeah. The pirate woman from last show. Right. Some strong female characters. Novella yeah. might be strong. Conan was basically a chick uh, in a, a loin chick cloth. character, go ahead and discuss. We will wait. <laughs> oh, that's why he's silent a lot. Yeah. Oh, wait, chicks aren't oh, silent. They Women. That. Yeah, they hate that. Or not. Right. No, yeah. this is not. They really, Robert Howard built a character that women hate. He's strong. He's silent. silent. He's like, they can't no, get they him. love to, that. Do I look fat in this? <laughs> By a crumb. How come you don't ever share your feelings with me? Yeah. <laughs> You know, you don't love me anymore. What? We just got back from vacation. We never do anything. We just got back from, from Samaria. Samaria. <laughs> yeah, we never go anywhere. We've been riding the horses together for yeah. weeks. <laughs> yeah. How come we never do anything? <laughs> you don't love me. So, The Tower of the Elephant. That opening reading was a reading that I, I made. Yeah. Unless Jeff makes one tonight or tomorrow and sends it to me. No, I won't. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll, no, I'll, I'll try and get it to done tomorrow. Yeah. I have some things highlighted here. This was a good story. I really enjoyed this story. Yeah, it opens um, in, a, in a pub. Now, now. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's really a... Uh, <laughs> Is that what makes it good? Well, <laughs> it's sort of a typical, what's the word, iconic setting for a, like a D&D adventure. Starts in a pub. True. You're always starting in a pub. Yeah. Lots of drinking going on and dragon stuff. Piss. Yeah. Yeah. All kinds of stuff going on. And uh Orcs mead. Yep. And guys carrying on and and Conan, of course, doing his thing. Coming in and talking to what was this guy's name? In the uh Jeff is looking at the Savage Sword of Conan issue yeah. number. Six thousand three hundred. No, uh, twenty-four. Twenty-four. Yeah, twenty-four. Where it's this Dave's copy? Yeah, I'm handling. A is the first story in there the Tower of the Elephant? Yes, it is. Now, when I read that, okay, when I first got that, that was my first exposure to the Conan stuff. Right? Oh, is that right? Remember my oh the my, magazine? Yes, this, yeah, this okay. beautiful black and white. Yeah, large. This be- absolute beautiful. I cannot tell you how much I love those. From can you tell how much I love these? I can tell the early ones especially. Now there yeah. are over two hundred issues of this. I think I have them yeah. all upstairs in my in my in my room. In my That's clo- amazing. Remember the closet I told you is too crowded. Yeah. All the boxes. My neighbor helped me have to carry into my house. Next time you're in Chicago, folks, come and see Dave, and he will take you on a tour of his closet. <laughs> yeah. And the town, ta- um, but when I, okay, so I had a Planet of the Apes subscription. Right. And Planet of the Apes went out of business. Oh, that's And they right. sent me this thing. You'll have to switch your subscription. You can pick uh, Doctor Strange, and I'm like, what the heck is that? Or Conan. Now, come on. Yeah. Who's going to pick Doctor Strange over Conan? Well, and did you know who Conan was at the time? Uh, vaguely, because I had okay. seen those Frazetta painting covers. Oh, okay, yes. At the bookstore on yeah. my paper route Yeah. in Westmont on Burlington Avenue, for those of you who live there. Yeah. There was the meat market. Had, I'd go in there and get a pickle on a stick, oh. like a quarter on my paper route. That was the meat market. And then next to that was this bookshop. Very book shop, you know? Oh, really? A little yeah. bookshop. Yeah. You know, like the... And I lived right next door to you in Downers, Downers Grove, Grove, and they had a bookshop, Larry's Bookshop, and I would go down there and... You had the paperbacks and... The, the, all the paperbacks there, and that's that's when I first got into science fiction. Yeah. It's buying... Uh, I, the first book I bought was The Gods Themselves by Isaac Asimov, and I read that and I thought, oh man, this is it, I'm addicted, and <laughs> I read like 200 books that next year. But do you remember, what was your first... Uh, 
issue. Do you remember what the first issue that you I think got? It, then I think was? without looking it up, I think it was like seven. Oh, okay. So yeah, so that's I, pretty. I had only gone back and gotten one, two, three, and four like eight years ago. Oh, okay. So I just paid like twenty, thirty bucks for yeah. some of the early ones. But, but you've got them all now. I do have them the all. Complete set. And then, I, then I bought all the ones that I didn't get after I quit getting it because I was too old, you know. Yeah. Right. I had to grow up, so I had to quit getting it. Then I had to go back and go pick up all the rest. Yeah. And it's like, and it actually issues 150, 100, 200. So they were inventing stories at that time, right? I mean, there weren't enough Conan novellas by how? Right. Yes. So they started writing uh, original content. Yeah, and in this, this, this Tower of the Elephant, my first impression, I did not like the end part of this story. Oh, really? A guy with an elephant head. Yeah. I was not buying it. Oh, really? Yeah. Just too unbelievable? Yeah. Now, when you get to the artwork in there, so I guess you're going to look through there. Yeah, I'll, I'll look, look through, through the here. book, yeah. and then I will, and, uh, well, then we'll take a look, look at the, the, um, the dark dark but, horse But I comic. can see. Now, now this came oh, out in 1977, that, yeah. uh, number 24. Is so you were, you were probably... Uh-huh. Uh uh-huh. I was you were 15, 16, something like 74? that. 74? 77. Born in, yeah, 1960. Okay, you, oh, you were later. 17. Okay. Yeah, 16. Yeah. So you knew what these were. Women? Yes. <laughs> and then some. Now that's issue 24. So I got right. seven a year or two before that. So I'm surprised right? mom let, let those in the house. They were fairly liberal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, fairly. I mean, they may not have even looked closely. That's the best. <laughs> Laura, Laura won't let them in the house now. Yeah. If I had any heavy metals, I certainly knew to hide those. Um, oh, right. Yeah. Because there's a lot of cool stuff in there, too. Yeah. Uh, whole comics with no dialogue. Yeah. That was the first time I'd ever seen that. But, yes. Who is the artist in that, Jeff? Uh, let's see. Well, this is... Alfredo Alcala, to say at the bottom. Roy Thomas. Are you on the right story? Yeah. Oh, here we go. Script by Roy Thomas, art by John Busima, and Alfredo Alcala. Alcala. Yeah. And we'll talk more about the art in a little bit. And yeah. I, I'm looking through the actual novella. Yeah. And so they open up in this great, the great pub scene, which you like to see. And I always love pub scenes and pirate movies. And I play World of Warcraft, and every time I walk by a pub, gotta go in there. See what's going on. And part of the beauty of, the, of this whole thing, again, is this world that, that Howard's created. Um, there was a bold-eyed Berthunian wench sitting on the knee of a tawny-haired Gunderman, a wandering mercenary soldier, deserter from some defeated army, and the fat, gross rogue whose body just were causing all the shouts of mirth was a professional kidnapper come up from distant Koth to teach woman-stealing to Zamorians. Yeah. You know, you get that whole flavor of this whole exotic land. Yeah. The language in this story, I think, is beautiful for conveying the feel of the whole thing. It makes you want to go. It makes you want to think, you know, where is there a bar like this <laughs> where you go and you... I've always wanted Although, to drink a beer and have it spill all down my beard and then burp belch like Gimli <laughs> but th- th- I also thought this was rather scary stuff and I wouldn't want to be there yeah it was a pretty rough neighborhood yep the men are too tough there's too much violence yeah you know what's interesting about my impression of Conan is when I read first read Conan I read several of the novels which I picked up at Walden Bookstore gone low these many years at Yorktown Shopping Mall in Lombard. I remember Yorktown Shopping Mall. I would go there and I saw all these novels, Conan novels, and I was into fantasy and other things, and I thought, I'm going to try this Conan thing for setup paintings on the cover. And in the ones that I bought, Conan was wearing buckskin pants. And In the description or in the artwork? In the artwork. Okay. So when I first started seeing... The comic books, was, which wasn't until many years later, and he's always wearing this loincloth. I always thought, that's not Conan. He shouldn't be wearing this, like, <laughs> okay. hairy. He's wearing this hairy loincloth in every single of these 200 issues. 
Like, doesn't he like variety? Doesn't he get tired? He doesn't <laughs> want to mix it up a little bit and try something different? This always bothers me about superheroes and heroes. Um, so I've I've always had a problem with Conan and the hairy loincloth. But I assume you look at it and you go like, yeah, that's definitely Conan. Nice. Because that's how you first saw him. Nice thews. Nice thews. Yeah. <laughs> He's got good thews. <laughs> Um, well, look, here he is on the cover of our book in a little nightshirt. Yeah. Yes, very handsome. What is that? just a tunic. Yeah. Tunic. Looks like uh, Victor Mature in that on picture. On the cover of the Conan, um, the Dark Horse comic, it's a cloth loincloth. Yeah. Not a furry one. But yeah, the furry one is like it for me. And Most of the model kits have them in the furry one. And bare from the waist up. Apparently very mm-hmm. comfortable with his now, physique. Now, of course... You will find him in armor many times, mm. fully clad armor, and because he's a warrior, all those different things. I'll have to look for that. Yeah, yeah. In fact, this art, this book, there isn't a different kind of tunicky thing. Yes, with shorts, right? So, so I'm not used to him in this like Tarzan outfit. Okay, as much. Yeah, I'm totally used to him in that. Yeah. So it's just funny how that influences me as I'm reading along here. Yeah, so in the pub, they, they start talking about this gem, right? And it's in this... Yeah. So, of course, Conan's interested in, um, hmm, tell me more of this. Well, maybe it's a rumor, maybe it's real. And... Um, I don't remember what they call the gem, but it it is it's kind of like a MacGuffin. Wasn't it the heart of the elephant or... The heart of the sea. I think oh, no, that's from heart, Titanic. That, that was a good book and movie. You guys should hear our podcast on that. <laughs> right? That was a good one. No, I'm thinking of the Titanic. Oh, but you remember Heart of the Sea. Heart of the, the Sea, yes, on the, right, with the whaling. Um, yes, what? but this gem that they're talking about is up in the Tower of the Elephant, this legendary, unbreakable, unstealable tower. And Conan is very interested. He kind of His ears kind of perk up, and he comes over to the guy, and he's like, tell me, tell me more about this. And the guy tells him, well... You're just a young pup, and that's going to start a fight. All the thieves around here, you know, they know it's unreachable. And somehow they get into a fight, yes, and Conan manages to kill this guy. The lights go out for a moment. The candles, yeah. Yeah, there's a big scuffle, and then when the lights go on again, Conan is gone, and this guy is dead. Yep. And is that the same in the? Yep, right. The, goes with the book. I I thought the comic went very closely with the book. Yeah, it does. Um, and there's this part I highlighted here. Uh, he's talking about he's, he had listened to all these philosophers, arguments of theologians and teachers at, at some point, at, like in Zamora, it's like more of a thinking place. But his gods were simple and understandable. Yeah, Krom was their chief. He lived on a great mountain, whence he sent forth dooms and death. It was useless to call on Krom because he was a gloomy, savage god and he hated weaklings, but he gave a man courage at birth and the will and the might to kill his enemies, which in the Sumerian's mind was all that any god should be expected to do. Yeah. Very simple. Very uh, deist or, uh, yeah. Kind of like the god wound up the clock and then set the world in motion. And that's yeah. all you can maybe expect. He gave you certain gifts. Yeah. But that's an interesting um, viewpoint of his barbaric you know, faith, simple and tough. And you're expected to manage on your own. That's funny because I had that same section highlighted Oh, in my book, which I, I have the electronic book. Oh, I was going to say, you don't have a book out. Yeah, I've got the same thing <laughs> highlighted. Interesting. Yep. yep, because I think it it tell it tells us something about Conan, and maybe part of the attraction of Conan is he's a simple guy. Yeah, you kind of know what you're getting with Conan. You don't have to sit down and talk for hours about you know you don't love me anymore, Conan. <laughs> so, so then he's off. So he decides to, to the go tower. Up to the tower, yeah. He's, he he heads right over uh, there. This is the one with the fence around it, right? The wall. Yeah, and they've to they've told him there's a there's a wall around it with uh, guards that aren't men, but there are they are very dangerous guards. But Conan 
you know, he's a simple guy. He does, and this bothered me a little bit because they set this up as this unreachable, unattainable, very hard to get anyway, gem. And I was expecting a story kind of like Ocean's Eleven, where there's an elaborate thing, he gets some help, <laughs> there's some disguises. He uses his computer. The to... computer, you know, that they turn the lights off at a certain time, and then there's the thing, who's, he's imi- somebody dressed up like a guard and gets in, and then <laughs> the other person has hidden this knife. But you no, were, that's were, not how Conan does you, it. I was going to say, you were just saying the simplicity of Conan. Simplicity. We're going to leap over the wall yep. into the courtyard. Like, didn't even look for the door. And just went over the wall. as he's going in, he hears some movement, and it's the lions, right? No, actually, the movement he hears is uh, another thief. Oh, right. What about, talk about timing. He goes in there, and he first thing he encounters... He sees a dead body laying in the bushes, and he's like, what is that? And then he hears something rustling in the bushes, and, and it turns out it's it's another thief. It's where he meets Taurus. Right. And uh, it sounded like this. A quick look to the right and left showed him no enemy in sight, at least, and he bent close to investigate. His keen eyes, even in the dim starlight showed him a strongly built man in the silvered armor and crusted helmet of the Zamorian Royal Guard. A shield and a spear lay near him, and it took but an instant's examination to show that he had been strangled. The barbarian glanced about uneasily. He knew that this man must be the guard he had heard pass his hiding place by the wall. Only a short time had passed, yet in that interval nameless hands had reached out of the dark and choked out the soldier's life. Straining his eyes in the gloom, he saw a hint of motion through the shrubs near the wall. Thither he glided, gripping his sword. He made no more noise than a panther stealing through the night, yet the man he was stalking heard. The Sumerian had a dim glimpse of a huge bulk close to the wall, felt relief that it was at least human, and then the fellow wheeled quickly with a gasp that sounded like panic, made the first motion of a forward plunge, hands clutching, then recoiled as the Sumerian's blade caught in the starlight. For a tense instant, neither spoke, standing ready for anything. You are no soldier. You are a thief like myself, hissed the stranger at last. And who are you? asked the Sumerian in a suspicious whisper. Taurus of Nemedia. The Sumerian lowered his sword. I've heard of you. Men call you a prince of thieves. A low laugh answered him. Taurus was as tall as the Sumerian and heavier. He was big-bellied and fat, but his every movement betokened a subtle dynamic magnetism which was reflected in the keen eyes that glinted vitally, even in the starlight. He was barefooted and carried a coil of what looked like a thin, strong rope, knotted at regular intervals. Who are you? Conan, a Sumerian. I came seeking a way to steal Yara's jewel that men call the Elephant's Heart. Conan sensed the man's great belly shaking in laughter, but it was not derisive. By Bell, God of Thieves. I had thought only myself had courage to attempt that poaching. These Zamorians called themselves thieves. Bah! Conan, I like your grit. I never shared an adventure with anyone. But by Bell, we'll attempt this together if you're willing. Then you are after the gem too? What else? I've had my plans laid for months. But you, I think, have acted on a sudden impulse, my friend. You killed the soldier? Of course. I slid over the wall when he was on the other side of the garden. I hid in the bushes. He heard me, or thought he heard something. When he came blundering over, it was no trick at all to get behind him and suddenly grip his neck and choke out his fool's life. He was like most men, half blind in the dark. A good thief should have eyes like a cat. You made one mistake, said Conan. Taurus's eyes flashed angrily. 
I? I a mistake? Impossible. You should have dragged the body into the bushes, said the novice to the master of the art. They will not change the guard until past midnight. Should any come searching for him now and find his body, they would flee at once to Yara, bellowing the news and give us time to escape. Were they to, not to find it, they'd go beating up the bushes and catch us like rats in a trap. You are right, agreed Conan. Yeah. And they kind of agree, okay, we're going to go in on this together. Yes. Right? Yeah, let's work together. And uh, they're a little hesitant over each other, but they thought, well, we're both here and it's going to be a tough thing, so let's go. And the next encounter, right, is the two great eyes blazing from the waving shadows. Yeah. And that is lions, muttered Conan. Yeah. Which um, these days, well, back in the day, I guess it was pretty scary to think that they were confronting lions. These days, it's like, eh, lions. Eh. <laughs> Wait, why are lions less of a threat today? I don't know. I think it's all the kitty cat videos I've seen on YouTube. <laughs> I'd just be like, oh, how cute. Throw them a ball of yarn. <laughs> Fortunately, Taurus has, has something in mind for these guys. Yeah, he uh, he um, says, be silent, hissed Taurus, as he moved out from the wall cautiously as if treading on razors. Lifting the slender tube, low rumblings rose from the shadows, and the blazing eyes moved forward. Conan could sense the great slavering jaws, the tufted tails, lashing tawny sides. Alliteration? Did he do that on purpose? Tufted tails, lashing so, yeah. tawny sides. Mm-hmm. The air grew tense, and the Sumerian gripped his sword, expecting the charge. Then Taurus brought to the mouth the tube and blew powerfully. And the music put the lions to sleep? Not the music, oh. no. <laughs> what was in there? He blew a, a, a black, like a black dust. Although this book out. says thick green yellow cloud. Oh, that was it. Okay. Oh, it was made from the black lotus. It, this was a, ah. yeah, this was stuff made from the black lotus whose blossoms wave in the lost jungles of Kitai, where only the yellow-skulled priests of Yun dwell. Cool. And so this dust was uh, particularly effective, apparently, against lions because it put them all out, like, permanently, yep. very quickly. Nice deal. And it said there were five in sight, maybe yeah. more back in the bushes, uh, which reminds me, do you know what the squirrels are doing at my house? <laughs> no. I've no. had a bird feeder hanging. On a, I just use a piece of wire. Yeah. Uh, like, well, actually, it's it's like the kind of wire you get to, to to tie around your garbage bags, the big long one, and you can yeah. snap off the length you want. So okay, it's not you know it's the dirtiest thing. It's I used to have a string and it would wear out quickly. This can break over time, but I had to switch the food from the kind of bird seed that has lots of seeds that grow in in the garden that mm-hmm. Laura doesn't like. To this kind of like less seedy, it's a broken up seeds. So they don't grow and oh. fruit, fruit and peanuts. It's yeah. more for cardinals and stuff. Yeah. And I put that in there now for for a while, and the squirrels were scaling the siding and leaping. Yeah. Off. Yeah. Onto this thing. They are relentless. I've been there. 20 years, I've never had the squirrels be able to get to this thing. Yeah. Never. So I'm really thinking, like, I, like Laura, this is the second time they knocked it down. And she saw it leap, you know, and my and our sister-in-law was over, and she saw it leaping last week when they knocked it off. And they're scaling, like, wedging between the two windowsills up the, the aluminum yeah. siding. Yeah. I don't know what the heck. There's no how. So you got you to gotta put oil or something on the siding. I don't know what you got to do. We we get a lot of amusement out of watching the squirrels try to get our, into our bird feeders. It's really funny. Do they succeed? Yeah, I mean they hang upside down from things. They leap from things. They uh, it's really funny. They just leap at it. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's amazing. But you know what? And it's that now that you're using the nuts with the fruit in it or whatever I it is. I think that made it un... I mean, I would go after it. It's, <laughs> it smells pretty good, that stuff. I think it made it too attractive for them. Yeah, maybe I should talk to Laura about going back to the seeds. Yeah. Um, it's worth a shot. Something but I was so fragrant. poison them. What? I was Yes, I was thinking of poisoning the squirrel. I thought it was a squirrel, a squirrel or two squirrels. I'm like, I'm going to kill them. Or I'll get a, like, I'm going to, like, put electrical shock through my house or something. <laughs> um, nice. You know, nice. I digress. But, uh, so, I opened the door today, five squirrels and a chipmunk are all down there eating. Whoa. Five. Three ran to the left with the chipmunk, and two ran across to the neighbor's yard. Wow. It was kind of bizarre. Yeah. I've seen, never seen five in a spot. That's like a stampede. I think that constitutes <laughs> a, a squirrel stampede. <laughs> so anyway, you think I just should try switching back before I kill them all? Yeah, or you could try getting this black lotus dust. <laughs> Segue us back into yeah. the story. Yeah. Like so, I kind of thought they were kind of cute after watching them for a bit. We like them. I went out again, and they were back, like three of them this yeah. time. And the chipmunk, he's so he he runs under the nearest object and stops. Yeah, as if like I don't know where he went. The squirrels know to keep going for defense, and then they stop and look at me. But uh, the second well, time I went out, I'm like, "All right, squirrels, get over here. We're gonna have to have a talk." I'm yeah, thinking, "There you go. Look, I'll put out a corn cob or something for you. Just leave the bird alone." But they didn't want to stay and talk no. very much. And you know, you know why? They're, the squirrels are born retired. <laughs> so they've got nothing else going on. They are just going after your nuts. Can I say that? You can. Okay. So the powder, I should have had some black lotus powder. Yeah. And uh, then they have to, what, scale the wall? Uh, yes. Good thing Conan ran into Taurus because... He didn't have a rope with him. But didn't Conan... Wasn't there one last lion? Yeah. That Conan had to kill? He just speared him later. Yeah. And then they started scaling the wall. Yeah. They had this wonderful uh, hook. Taurus had a wonderful hook that he threw and uh, caught the edge of the wall and up they go. And there's a little premonition. All things are strange in this garden, said Taurus. The lions strike silently, and so do other deaths. But come, little sound was made in that slain, but the soldiers might have heard. They're not asleep or drunk. So that's the other lion. And then they go up this rope yeah, and get on in. Yep. They enter the first uh, hallway or chamber. Yeah, and then, and then there's this suspicious part. Conan... Um, before we cut off our last retreat, his Taurus, go to the rim and look over the sides. If you see any soldiers moving in the gardens, return and tell me. I will wait within the chamber. Conan saw a scant reason in this. A faint suspicion of his companion touched his weary soul. But he did as Taurus requested. He turned away, and the Numidian slipped inside the door and drew it shut behind him. Conan crept about the rim of the tower, returning to his starting point. Without having seen any suspicious movement, in the vaguely waving sea of leaves below, he turned toward the door Suddenly, from within the chamber, sounded a strangled cry. Yeah. The Sumerian leapt forward, electrified. The gleaming door swung open, and Taurus stood framed in the cold blaze behind him. He swayed, and his lips parted, but only a dry rattle burst from his throat. Catching at the golden door for support, he lurched out upon the roof and fell headlong, clutching at his throat. Yeah. The door swung to behind him. And Conan is wondering, well, like, what happened? And then he sees, he turns the body over, so Taurus is dead. He turns the body over and he sees three small wounds in his back, like by his neck. So it wasn't a vampire? No, because there were three. If it was a vampire, uh, two small wounds. Deformed vampire? No. Worse. A vampire and a half? Yes. Two cops in a canoe. Yeah, yes. Would you believe, Jeffrey? So this is really, the, it's the end of Taurus. I thought, wow, this guy mm-hmm. did not last long. 
for as skilled a thief as he, he was. He was pretty cool. He did not last long. Well, you never go in alone to the... Now, was he going to rip Conan off? I suspected that he was. Going to get grab that gem and get out the heck out. Yeah. But that did not work. So something silently killed him in there. Yes, which we will find out. So Conan then proceeds into the chamber. And it's a nice chamber. Judging by the pictures here. <laughs> and the description in the book. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Well, we read <laughs> the I read the book a while ago. <laughs> judging from the pictures here. Um, yeah, and it's a giant... Spider. He finds a giant spider. Which is on the cover of that wonderful yeah. cover. Yep. Who painted that? Wait, don't tell me. Uh, uh, Norum. Now look for a signature on the cover. Norum. Ah, Earl Norum. I yeah. loved his work. I wanted to be a fantasy illustrator when I was a kid. I still kind of do secretly. There's a scantily clad woman here on the cover, <laughs> thankfully. <laughs> Yeah, so he goes and he confronts this gigantic spider. Yeah, which is a fairly clever one. Do you remember why? Um, I actually don't. What made At some it point, he's, the spider like, like leapt at him a couple times, right? Yes. But then he started, I thought, weaving a, a trap, cutting off the door or something, I thought. Yeah. Um, yeah, then, uh, then I, I think this might be it. Conan dared not cut it with his sword. He knew the stuff would cling to the blade, and before he could shake it loose, the fiend would be sinking his fangs in his back. The monster's intent. Well, uh, yeah, flying web rope. He saw the monster's intent and sprang toward the door, but it was quicker, and a sticky strand cast across the door. So it's smart enough to put a cut the door off, yeah. cut off the door path. Yeah. Then began a desperate game. The wits and quickness of the man matched against the fiendish craft and speed of the giant spider. It no longer scuttled across the floor in a direct charge or swung its body through the air at him. It raced about the ceiling and walls, sneaking to snare him in the loops of the sticky web. So it sounds like this is the end for, of our hero. Conan will be dead mm -hmm. in just moments. However, he doesn't die. Right, but in the original story that he submitted to the um, Weird Tales, yeah, uh, he had Conan die. Yeah, and the editor said, "No, we can't have this kind of ending." Yeah, made him change it. Well, that was a good thing. That actually worked out well. Yeah, just J.K. Yeah, J.K. Everyone. <laughs> so Conan picks up a, a a chest full of jewels. Oh yeah. And then, with a strength born of fear, he throws it at the spider and crushes it. And that'll do it. Chest of jewels will crush a spider. Yeah. I've tried it. <laughs> is that what that, all that gold is scattered in the yeah. corner over there? Yep. That broken Yeah, don't wood? look too close. So, thank goodness the uh, that spider is dead. And then he moves on into another chamber. Expecting Yara. And who does he meet? Yara, right? Yeah. He's the... Um, well, I have a little note at the start of Section 3 in the book, which is when he meets Yara, the elephant man wizard, uh, or something. Cautiously he pressed against the ivory door and it swung inward. On the shimmering threshold, Conan stared like a wolf in strange surroundings, ready to flee or fight on the instant. Why did I circle the word wolf? I don't know. Oh, because usually he's cat-like. Oh. The cat-like reflexes. So I thought it was just an interesting switch-up. This was Yara's god, where the then should the gem be? Because he sees this thing, right? But concealed in the idol, since the stone was called the elephant's heart. As he came forward, his eyes fixed on the motionless idol. The eyes of the thing opened, so it wasn't an idol. Right. It was a live man with the head of an elephant. Yes, but 
butt. Now that's and what the, that drawing and shows, And the butt right? of an elephant. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> the head and the butt of an elephant? <laughs> no, but your comic shows an elephant for sure, right? Definitely. And taking a look at Dark Horse Comics, more recently released uh, story, Tower of the Elephant, I can show you that this beast, sorry for flipping, flipping, uh, what do you think? What do you think that is? He's looking at the picture of the Yara. Well, uh, looks more like a squid. It does look more like a squid, doesn't it? Yeah. Now, here's the description. When I find it. Uh, Sumerian froze in his tracks. It was no image. It was a living thing. And he was trapped in its chamber that he did not instantly explode in a burst of murderous frenzy as a fact that measures his horror, which paralyzed him where he stood. A civilized man in his position would have sought doubtful refuge in the conclusion that he was insane. It did not occur to the Sumerian to doubt his recesses. He knew he was face to face with a demon of the Elder World, and the realization robbed him of all his faculties except sight. So he's describing that as a demon of the elder world and he, and and before that it says this was the reason for the name tower of the elephant uh for the head of the thing was much like that of the beast described by the shemetish wanderer much like an elephant so are you going to argue that he's not an elephant yes okay i am and this is called the tower of the elephant Yes, but, Davis, but he's clearly, clearly, come on, I'm just giving you evidence. Okay, you win. <laughs> Conan <laughs> stared at the uh, aghast, had the body of a man, naked and green in color. Green in color? Were they green in the artwork? Yeah. But the head was of a nightmare and madness, too large for a human body. It had no attributes of humanity. He stared at wide, flaring ears, curling proboscis, on either side of which stood white tusks tipped with round golden balls. So, yeah, I'm so elephant-ish. Yes, very elephant-ish, yeah. but not exactly not elephant, elephant. Although, okay. looking at the illustration, now in... Conan the Sumerian, The Coming of Conan the Sumerian, book fully illustrated That's throughout. That's pretty elephant. Looking. Very, very straight-up elephant. Yeah. But we can forgive them for not being exactly elephant-ish because these, this guy is, a, is actually from, not from Earth. Right. So he should look more like the squiddy thing. I yeah. think Dark Horse did the best job of depicting him okay. as yeah. similar to an elephant that the Shemites would have talked about. Yeah. So... Anyway, did I take up too much time with that? No, but, you know, I thought this was kind of interesting part of the story because I would have thought that this was going to be a horrible, dangerous creature. Yes. Actually, it turns out to be kind of a pathetic prisoner of this tower. Yes, indeed. And he tells his sad story as Conan listens, how he was come from off-planet and came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Oh, wait a minute. That was Superman. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> no, he did, though. Yes, he did. He came to the planet. And I don't remember. Do you remember the whole story? Um, well, this creature knows certainly what Conan has done. He says, I sense that you've killed a man tonight also and encountered lions. And um, and so an inhuman voice comes out. Uh, well, uh, yeah, this the creature is crying right and he fear i'm sorry he fears yara yeah yara's the one he's fearing he says yara will you never be done oh yag kosha is there no end to agony cuz he's being tortured right right by yag or by yara and he says, I'm not Yara, right? Come that I can touch you, this creature says. So, yeah, it's very pathetic. It's very sad. Right? Yeah, I thought it was sad. I did. And he's crying. 
And he says, come closer. And then it becomes to this whole history of the world passing. Yeah. Right? And Or of the universe. And I thought, too, when I was a kid, I, I thought I was getting too science fiction-y mm-hmm. for a fantasy. Yeah, kind of. it was kind of an odd turn, I thought, this whole backstory. Um, and then these people were, or the, this they, elephant they, guy was captured by... By a wizard, right? Yes, who I think he was teaching him. Yeah, and he stole his secrets and right. captured him and tortured him. He pent me up in this tower, which at his command I built for him in a single night. By fire and rack, he mastered me, and by strange, unearthly tortures, you would not understand. In agony, I would. Long ago, I've taken my own life if I could, but he kept me alive, mangled, blinded, and broken to do his foul bidding. And for 300 years, I have done his bidding from this marble couch, blackening my soul with cosmic sins. Ooh. Oh, boy. Yeah. But, yeah, apparently these guys came from space, right? They came yes. from space, yeah. and they kind of helped mankind get modern or something? Is yeah. That the idea you Yeah. Got? Yep. And he's just been imprisoned all this time. And I think they killed off the rest of his race. Is, are you finding that in the comic? Yes. I'm not seeing it in the book quickly enough. And next he wants him to do something. Yes, so he's a pretty pathetic soul being locked in here and all this misery for all these years. And so he asks Conan to... He says, take your sword, man, and cut out my heart. Then squeeze it so the blood flows over the red stone. Then go you down these stairs to the ebony chamber where Yara sits wrapped in lotus dreams of evil. Speak his name and he will awaken. Then lay the gem before him and say, Yagosha gives you a last gift and a last enchantment. Then flee the tower quickly. Yeah, that's what I'd be. I'd be fleeing right now. And you're reading that from the comic, right? Right. It's exactly word for word yeah. from this novella. Yeah. So Conan, never one to um, <laughs> hesitate from dealing but out he, some death. But he did hesitate. The book says uncertainly yeah. Conan approached, as if sensing his uncertainty, Yag, Yag Kosha or Yaga, Indicated where he should strike, and he set his teeth and he drove his sword home. Yeah. And he does pour the blood on the gem, and then what happens? It's very cool. Then he takes up the gem. I thought it was very cool. And he heads down the passageway, down the stairs. To Yara. To find Yara, where Yara's room is. Should you call your two main characters one Yagkosha or Yaga or another one Yara? Or is that why I think you confused? I would get confused. It's kind of like Saruman and Sauron. Yes, I think that was a mistake. Mistake. And I named my boys Adam and Aaron. Another mistake. Another mistake. There it is. It's it's all coming out. All the time. In vino veritas. (laughs) Dave is drinking... What does that mean? He's deep in his cups. Oh, I haven't had a drink yet. Tea. Oh. I take that back then. Ah. Yes, so he goes down to Yara's chamber, which is quite nice. Awaken. Nicely appointed. And uh, yes, he awakens. And Yara jumps up and he kind of says, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? I don't think he talked like that. Yeah. Hey, what are you doing here? The book here? says it's a dog. Oh, he must have been talking to Omarosa. Yeah. <laughs> dog, what do you hear? He who sent this gem bade me say, Yag Kosha gives a last gift and a last enchantment. Yeah. Is that directly the same in that e- cartoon version? E- Comic version. I'm not seeing that exactly. But oh, that's okay. Keep going. Yeah. And what happened to end this story? So then uh, Yara Mm -hmm. sees the crimson heart of the jewel and uh, he 
he starts shrinking. Oh, is that what it is? I'm turning the next page. Oh, yes. Remember? He's right. shrinking and shrinking and running, and he ends up in the globe, in the gem. Right. And he's talking like this now. Yeah, now, Yara was no bigger than a child, now like an infant he sprawled on the table, still grasping the jewel, and now the sorcerer suddenly realized his fate, and he sprang up, releasing the gem, but still dwindled, and Conan saw a tiny pygmy figure rushing wildly about the ebony tabletop, waving his tiny, tiny arms and shrinking in a voice that was like the squeak of an insect. Help me. Yeah. Help me. Little cross of the fly and the incredible shrinking man. <laughs> and he had shrunk until the great jewel towered above him like a hill, and Conan saw him cover his eyes as if to shield from the glare, and he staggered about like a madman. A magnetic force was pulling him to the gem. And once he got sucked in there... He saw a mighty man with the head of an elephant, no longer blind or crippled. And Yagkotha had his revenge. Yeah, so they can spend eternity together. And then Conan bugs out of there <laughs> as quickly as he can. Help me. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of bug. Like he knows that this place is... Uh, um, will no longer be sustained. The tower will no longer be sustained by magic because mm -hmm. the magicians are dead. So he runs like crazy and gets out of the tower and... The last paragraph says, Into the waving green gardens came the Cimmerian as the dawn wind blew upon him in the cool fragrance of luxuriant growths. He started like a man waking from a dreamy turn back uncertainly to stare at the cryptic tower he had just left. Was it bewitched and enchanted? Had he dreamed all that had seemed to pass? He looked, as he looked, he saw the gleaming tower sway against the crimson dawn and its jewel-crusted rim sparkling in the growing light and crash into shining shards. shards. The end. What a mess. Now, what did you think of the artwork you just looked through there? Well, I thought it was very good. I, you know, I thought it portrayed the story very well. If you take a look, would you mind we wanted to compare... The Dark Horse comic, mm -hmm. Tower of the Elephant. Okay. Well, I think. Um, well, just Jeff hadn't looked at the art yet. He's kind of looking at all. You know, uh, I like color. Okay, you, you like know, color. Yeah, the original comic book was black and white, which I always thought was interesting. Not as good as color. I like the color. I, I think I like the Conan in Savage Sword better than in the Dark Horse. Don't you? You have yeah. to. The, yeah. the cover of this Dark Horse comic, Very which good. is volume three. It's, yeah. I got them in the volumes, not in books, not in the individual. Not in the comic. original comic books, yeah. It's a little more Alfredo Alcala-like. Yeah. Or Busima. I don't know which artist was to credit with all that wonderful musculature, but I love the black line work in, in this artwork. Do you? Yeah, the shading with all the text look at all the getting all the different patterns and textures in there yeah. i didn't find that attractive so i was wondering if maybe because that's the first ones i was reading but and this just seems a little flat on the page to me yeah the dark horse yeah um it's definitely got a look to it that is uh it's not my favorite i guess and i think cinema ta cinematography mm -hmm. doesn't that apply I guess so, yeah. To comics? Yeah. If you look at points of view and flying and everything leaping like up that. at Conan. You want to hold that a second? Yeah. For those of you at home, this is the, the after the five lions are knocked out. Yeah, that's actually kind of crummy. Yeah, isn't that? Like, what's with his, that lion's arms? Right. I shouldn't say crummy. He, he no. draws better than I do. Well, sure, but I don't know. Comparing it to the way this lion is coming out and getting yeah. him in his arms. Yeah. And then, if you find the panel where, and I like I like I like this Taurus much better with the long beard and long hair rather yes. than the one in there. Yep. In the Dark Horse comic, but uh, go to the frame where he f gets uh, stabbed by the snake spider. Where uh, Taurus gets stabbed. Yeah. Yeah. And he's called that out here. Compare these. Uh, yeah, 
I don't know. His arm is bent funny in the dark horse. Yeah. But isn't this? Look at his eyes. Yeah, much better there. I think. Really, it's a lot more savage there. sort of Conan. Yeah. And look, even his fall. Yeah. He does fall limply, but he looks twisted and kind of yeah. funny. It's kind of clunky. Kind of funny. Whereas yeah. this looks scarier. It's true. This is scarier. Yeah. That's a lot more realistic, I'd say. Yeah, and, and look at all, again, all these textures. You know, lithography, you're, you're drawing lines, or like you're doing an etching, you're actually yeah. trying to get your black and whites by separating your line work. I think I admire, it's almost more like Durer. Albrecht Durer, did you ever see his work, the, the woodcarver and engraver? Um, I'm sure I have. German guy, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I'm just a much, much bigger fan of, the Savage Sword artists, at yeah, least these right. artists in this early stuff, I think were some of the finest. Later on, in issues, I, I think, 180, whatever. Okay, even let's look at how he, Yara is getting miniaturized and sucked in. Yeah. Is the camera work better in this? Yeah, it's a lot more dramatic feeling. And this, you're right, it's flat. It's uh, It's cumbersome. You know, some of the figures are just kind of cumbersome, just not that well done. And then there's this, um, in this section where Yara is, or is it Yaga? Yeah, Yaga becoming. is talking about his past. You know, it changes, the color scheme and everything changes so much, it kind of throws me off. Although it's memories, so maybe that's yeah. kind of both cool. They, but they illustrated all that history part. But here, here's Conan holding up the heart. He looks, af- yeah. he, he looks kind of goofy there. He looks goofy there. And here, let me get to the heart panel. Uh, is that the right word? Panel in the comic. Well, he's got a little bit of a surprise look here, too. But still better, especially better. this panel, the second panel on page yeah. 36, for those of you looking at your Savage Sword number 24. So, uh, who are the artists here? Kurt Busiek and Gary Nord. <laughs> And, well, but when I bought this, remember, this was last summer, I think, two summers ago, I was reading yeah. these in the backyard in mm-hmm. my lawn chair, taking time to read, and I had plop, bought and plowed through a ton of these, maybe all of them in the one summer. And I liked them then, but then we were going to do this show, so I dug out good old Savage Sword 24. Yeah, much better. Uh, just the impact. Yeah. You know? And there are, I think there are color versions of these that were done in a smaller format later. Oh, really? But I think so. Oh, interesting. I think so. Yeah. Don't quote me on it, but... Okay. All right. Any final thoughts, well, Dave, I, on I, this? I was looking at the, the, the way Carrie uh, Nord... Is he the artist? Yeah. Uh, has, and Dark Horse? Yeah. The Conan with the straight bangs across and along here. Very true to the Alcala Busema work. Okay. Whereas the illustrator of the book, Conan, Coming to Conan, the Sumerian, mm-hmm. has done a little different hairdo. Yeah, it's a little more Ron Wood. From the Rolling that, Stones? Yeah. And and look what he's wearing. Yeah. So you get that I more like variety of nice clothes. <laughs> you were complaining about earlier. Yeah. So I am glad that Dark Horse has kind of kept that traditional bangy bangs across the forehead look to Conan. Yeah. But uh, as far as the writing goes, I think both comic adaptations are very, very true to the words. Yes. And And I I guess, I'm guessing, you know, I don't know for sure if this is now um, no longer held under copyright. I think it's not. Uh, you know they can kind of do what they want, but they stick to the story, which I think is good. Which I th- yeah, I think they should for fans. Yeah, and you know this whole uh, Savage Sword. So I guess this issue's all Tower of the Elephant. That was most all of it. Yeah, and and you get this article about Conan and Robert E. Howard, and so when I used to read those, I didn't quite get it because there were a lot of references to stuff I didn't know, like Norse sagas and. Oh, yeah. Planet Stories Magazine and all kinds of things. And then there's a Fianna McCombarde in East Mare, or how Conan might spend a Sunday in Buffalo, New York. And hmm. it's, it's it's like a Ren Fair? What is this? Music hath, 
It's medieval people. Oh, yeah. It's, it's Society like for Anachronists. Oh, okay. Isn't that what's going on yeah. here? That's costume people dressing up. Yep. Now, when I was that young and reading this, I did not imagine myself ever doing this. Dressing up. And then you get this little poem kind of thing. Poem by Robert E. Howard. An art by Barry Smith and Tim Conrad. There once was a barbarian named Conan. <laughs> like that kind of poem? No. Oh. But but look at the artwork here. It's 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 a little bit more it doesn't have all that line work. And I think I really like that line work. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Like I an do, engraving. Yeah. Yep. This is more like smudgy pencil. Still, uh, his Conan has a part in his hair. <laughs> Fights a wolf, kills a wolf. So with these savage swords, you got a little bit of extra stuff. Swords and scrolls is where people wrote in their letters. Oh, yes. And Jeff, your favorite kind of ads. Oh, yeah. X-ray specs. <laughs> all the good stuff right there. Right. Charles Atlas. There's that karate book you yeah. are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. the Kung Fu Death Grip. So... The pen that's a telescope. And even pitting this artist against the other two in that first story, I, I just don't I think that their Conan doesn't match up yeah. at all. I think we should do a Conan movie. I think we could do a good one. And this would probably, we could use this for a script. Story? Yep, mm-hmm. this story. Or maybe do one with three stories in it, mm-hmm. uh, rather than try to make it into an entire two-hour uh, Or how about do this story in a trilogy format? Really drag it out. Yeah, really. Yes. Let's call Peter Jackson. <laughs> Learn karate for ninety nine cents. I'm gonna get this. Look at that. So anyway, all right, so that wraps it up for Conan. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks, everybody, and we'll see you next time on Spine and Sprocket. Until then, just keep reading, okay, and watch stuff. All right. Bye bye. Bye. Spine. And sprocket.